0: Welcome to Moot, the podcast where mistakes are guaranteed and our point is moot. My name is Joe and I'm with the wonderful, beautiful Jeremy as always. And I got a guest today, my buddy Halvach. Hi, how is
1: everybody doing?
0: Good, good. Thank you for coming on. So today we were thinking of talking a little bit about like conspiracy theories and like how they can kind of grab onto people uh, you know it, it, rather than me explaining it let's just talk about it uh so yeah the thing that prompted like me to want halvo on this is that he had some fucking clever insights about like our parents like uh, our per- like I, I don't know
1: what, what what what's the generation called I, I just said like our parents generation uh like the people between the old ones like our grandparents and 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 us like probably the ones which are 40 50 years old today
2: like generation x up through like baby boomers
1: yeah yeah okay the the one the one after the baby boomers
0: yeah the ones the baby boomers boomed yeah
2: (laughs) (laughs) I th- like is I think baby boomers should be included because I feel like they're way more prone to conspiracy theories than even 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 Generation X. Not not that they're not also, but I think that if this is my speaking off the cuff, not having looked it up or anything, but I, I kind of feel like there would be a gradient and the older the generation or or older the person is the more likely more statistically likely they are to be susceptible to misinformation online
1: yeah 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 I, i guess that's true but um uh like our parents they they use online or the internet way more than the grandparents probably so uh like just my view of this is that um uh the amount of misinformation reaches uh the generation before us way more than it reach, reaches the baby boomers that's that's just my like per- perspective into this
0: also i think like people like to say baby boomers when they just like it's basically just like a term for old people isn't it it's like a slur on old people and at this point i think baby boomers are, they aren't the people who are like 60 anymore are they the baby boomers are like 80 90 dead i don't know they're quite old. Like the Generation X is probably the people you see ranting on like screens and shit more these days.
2: Well, so the Baby Boomer generation was from are the people born between nineteen forty six and nineteen sixty
0: four. Uh, oh, it's that wide a gap. I yeah. thought it was nineteen like directly after the war.
2: It's directly after World War Two, so nineteen forty six. And it goes up to the mid sixties, nineteen sixty four. So the very dumb- that's
0: not that's not directly after World War II. That's fucking ages after World War II. That's like when the Germans were friends again.
2: Well, yeah, it's it's, it's about a two decade. It's it's an eighteen year period. And so the youngest baby boomers would be fifty seven, not retired yet. And then, you know, the older the oldest baby boomers would be pushing, you know, mid seventies. It's so, not as
0: old as I thought it was. It's, I felt not, like
2: it's not the baby boomers were the old people
0: in the nineties, right? No, and then I thought maybe like the now that it's like twenty years later,
2: thirty years later.
0: Jesus, time is a strange thing, <laughs> right?
2: I yeah, think yeah. I that sometimes I'm like ah, twenty ten was only well, that was eleven years ago, and two thousand was Jesus Christ was twenty one years ago.
0: I still feel like two thousand was ten years ago. I think I'm stuck. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you can tell me many years ago but i'm not gonna i'm not gonna accept it fully in my heart of hearts
2: the, the only reason i know i know this distinction is because uh my my mom was one of seven kids and she was the middle child and half of her brothers and sisters are technically baby boomers and the other half are technically the generation after that generation x um mm-hmm. and you know i think i don't want to i don't want to draw too much like anecdotal evidence off of that but they're a large family and they are you know we have a lot of aunts and uncles and extended family that branch out because of them you know and so my facebook has been replaced everybody that used to be that's like my age that used to post has now been replaced by 200 much older people (laughs) (laughs) and facebook has become kind of a wasteland in that sense
1: Oh, Jesus. Do you feel that? Uh, well, I'm, I'm a bit younger than, than you, so um, uh, like you, you're talking about, uh, it's, uh, it's a wonder, it's already 2021, and you can remember it, the year 2000. I was one years old in the year 2000, so uh, I guess pro- I'm probably kind of on the borderline between generation share, because I don't have the same thing for the 90s as you do, because I was only like... A, an infant at that time, uh, but,
2: but, yeah, Jeremy, you're old. I, I, I guess I am. I, I was born in 1986.
0: That is so old. <laughs> that is like, I'm shocked that you don't turn to dust when like the wind hits you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, that has a bit. That has a, a lot to do with perspective, too. I think is, you know, because I, I. I didn't feel old until I started talking to students when I started teaching a few years ago I started hanging out and having to instruct people that were between you know like 16 there's some high school students that take college classes up through you know people that are like 20 21 years old and then adults of course but I'm speak but but talking to 18 year olds I, I that's when I first noticed a difference that like yes I might actually be older I might be an adult now
0: <laughs> uh, that's a terrifying thought
2: you're there you're almost there you're almost 30 aren't you
0: oh yeah yeah i'm just about two
2: years away two years okay
0: yeah. and then i'm gonna turn to dust when the wind touches me
2: It's <laughs> not a bad thing you can you can float it's nice
0: sure. but i'm i'm still nervous about it because i haven't been as old as you you know <laughs> like was it difficult the first time you realized that you know you were immortal and when you saw your first wife die of old age before you
2: well it was fine because you know she was still wearing my favorite uh my favorite mammoth coat and i really wanted that pelt <laughs> back and yeah i think i think watching the mammoths go extinct was harder than watching my first wife go because i've had probably yeah. 30 40 wives yeah. in the last several months Ten, you know, ten thousand years or whatever.
0: And the mammoths—that's so long ago. I mean, Jesus Christ, you must have been around for like uh, the, you know, first time Biden ran for president. Holy shit!
2: No, no, that that predated me by quite a bit. <laughs> Although I found I found a tablet inscribed by a triceratops that documents it nicely. <laughs>
0: the only ones who could have made the tablet they use the horns you know they're clever that way
2: (laughs) so separating ourselves from the semantics of what defines each generation let's talk about conspiracy theories and like how susceptibility so you're saying that older generations would be more susceptible why do you think that is uh
1: well i'm i'm kind of talking about like uh the mistrust um uh, to the government um and that's that's kind of mistrust is kind of fueled by information uh that that lies online and, and that's like our age like uh, biggest uh, concern and um and problem is that uh we now have like all kinds of information everywhere every time and we don't have any like um criticism or or questions about things if, if you are like if you really believe in something you can always find the evidence uh because it's online right it's it's different from from any other times because everything which was published then was uh was published by um like uh this... peer-reviewed
0: scientists
1: and yeah research. yeah and and um uh, and official like uh, publishers like newspapers and uh, um and uh People who had a business publishing shit. yeah, and and, <laughs> and and were licensed in a way, you know.
2: You yeah, know? absolutely.
1: But now you can you can just find whatever you want, and and I think like uh, our generation is is kind of like raised with internet and with um, this kind of information explosion. So we have in a way learned how to like uh, know what to trust and what not to, and like the the critic uh, critic questions are. Inside of us, kind of. I- I'm I'm talking like really generally and really like we're s- just like naturally sim- more skeptical now. To yeah, yeah, we, we are we're uh, natural more skeptical. Um, but but I feel like um, um, people who are not raised with this in the same way that we are, and that would will be our, our parents because they 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 l- uh, were raised in a time where where they didn't have the internet and and when they started like working and, and becoming like um, uh, adults they, the internet came and, and, and it's also a big part of their life but, but they, they tend to, to find um, a lot of more information that they actually believe in and, and I think that ex- especially in Norway uh, during this COVID crisis for, for instance there are a lot of a lot of um, uh, demonstrations and a lot of like we don't believe in COVID and COVID is bullshit and we don't want to do this um face mask thing and everything you know even in norway yeah even in norway and and what is what is really like uh what what catch the eyes is that all of these members are are older people not like super old but like 40 50 60 years old you know yeah like they have a few kids definitely yeah of course and 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 we saw the same thing like Couple of years ago, when when a climate um, uh, discussion what, what was was at its peak in Norway, uh, a lot of like young people demonstrated in front of our national parliament because they wanted reforms that will help the environment. But um, and and then they got like harassed by older people who said like climate change is, is not a thing. And, and these movements movements are are big. I know globally, but also in Norway, which we like to think is a pretty um, uh, pretty ed- educated country you know um, and that and that's why i am I'm, I'm kind of wondering is this a generation thing or is, is this just a coincidence
2: that's interesting because and in, in it's this is a this is a side of norway that i've always been interested in as i started thinking about your country more because your country does seem to try to make sense of things before they pass laws we just finished recording our episode on cops and like the the way joe described laws like the laws are built to protect citizens and to prevent cops from having to get involved with everything and it it seems like that can only exist if you have some level of trust in the government and some and you you respect you have some level, you feel some level of responsibility to other people. Like traffic laws only work if you give a shit about your countrymen. (laughs) And so not, not, or that you trust your, your countrymen, you trust your country's citizens, at least to do the right thing. You know, it doesn't have to necessarily be everybody in society is an asshole. It could also be like, we need to micromanage the shit out of these people. Point is though, I've been impressed by Norwegian's Faith in their own government and things that rock that faith is interesting to me. Not because I want your faith to be rocked, because I do wonder how susceptible your society is to our America's influence, like on the internet or our politics, because it's international and apparently inescapable from what I hear. <laughs> you know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um. And. Norway, like, the, if you take, like, the society and, and maybe, like, the post-war histories, Norway is, is, is quite a unique uh, example because, uh, f- for, all, for instance, we, we have a really small population, which makes everything way easier, you know? Um, sure,
2: <laughs> absolutely.
1: And also, we, we were super lucky and found oil in the late 60s, which made us, ourselves really, really re- rich and um we had like from that period before we fi- to like from straight out of the world war to we found oil, oil uh we built a a national welfare system in a in a social democratic uh, politics way with the labor party really 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 uh, really really big uh with like over 80% uh, at every election and and with that system we then built the the welfare state that which are in us today um, so I think one of the key um, key reasons why Norway is that stable which we think it is it's because we trust the system because we have always learned that we can trust the system because the system will help us if we do wrong in life the system will take care of us and that's how it is but but at the expense of an um, uh, of more welfare we will have more people who will oppose it because they Will have um, um, they will see that that maybe this way of living is for them and, and they will have they will will not get what they thought they would out of their life and they will start blaming people and then uh, the government is is the ones the blame because the government controls nearly everything in Norway you know yeah it's, in contrast to to, to America it's, it's way more uh, way more uh, governmental run. You know, you have like private uh, schools, private hospitals, you have to pay for everything uh, you know, you have to work a lot of a lot of hours every day. But but here we we the government controls everything and then we uh, don't have to be worried about things that could have happened, you know. We basically don't
0: have to do jack shit if we don't want to. Like I haven't worked for like four years. I mean I've been a student for two of those years, but two of those years have literally just spent my time fucking indulging in random hobbies you <laughs> well, like, so know that's, that's what I a lot of people's dream right like to just walk around and like just be a dilettante but holy shit that it gets old real quick man and like if, if I was more stupid than I am and I'm not saying I'm smart I'm just saying I gotta be pretty fucking stupid then you know I'd probably be really pissy about my lot in life, actually. Like, I I'm, I'm I, I know that this here is like living the dream for a lot of people. But I, I also feel kind of bitter about not having, like, a real thing to do with my life, right? And well, I think a lot of people in Norway would probably be very disillusioned with the Norwegian government for even letting it happen.
2: Yes. Um, well, and it depends. Our... The, the types of things that we've been saying to each other as citi- as american citizens is very different because what ronald reagan brought in was an era of conservatism like he he really kicked off this entire idea of, of distrusting the government his famous what was it the famous eight words or whatever i'm from the mm-hmm. government and i'm here to help like those were supposed to be the most
0: terrifying oh, it's like yeah nah it's it's a little scarier if it says I'm from the police and I'm gonna help
2: <laughs> oh we can have more episodes on American
0: no I don't want to hear about it anymore it's just too depressing <laughs> <Fuck> the, police. <laughs> Fuck uh, the police. our police I like our police <laughs> their police I don't care for them anymore no no it's uh the stories we hear it's uh it's it's bad uh, oh, it's so much worse. Oh, just wait for the episode to come out, man. Yeah, yeah. Well I, I I I barely even like digressed that episode. Oh. And that's like my role to oh. digress and do shit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so sad. Yeah. Yeah, but,
2: yeah, You guys have I think I think part of one of the things that we deal with that you guys don't seem to deal with as much. We, mm-hmm. You describe I'm so interested in this because this is I, I really want to I really want to know more about norway's culture like how they handle stuff so you're described you describe uh american politics and just kind of the internet in general as having an impression um do you think that that corporate propaganda plays a big part of your society
1: uh sorry the what
2: corporate propaganda like oh you know think tanks and pia and fake psa's that are kind of spread the type of like Oh, tobacco won't kill you. Sugar is fine. Doesn't cause the diabetes as bad as you think. Like that type of stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah. I guess it's it's part of it. I, I was gonna say it's interesting that you brought up like the eighties and and Reagan and and I would say like uh, in in the whole like in the eighties uh, the 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 controversial way of thinking was kind of the leading way in the Western. Western world, like you had Reagan in the, the America, you had Margaret Thatcher in in the UK, and even in Norway, we then had our uh, our controversial party ruling. It, it was uh, really like rare that that happened, and and also we the the rise of the more right populistic party started in that period. So so it's kind of like the welfare had 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 came to its peak, and and you know other kind of systems were on a rise because. They they could because the welfare <laughs> uh, let them because that's welfare you know you can do any, anything you want and mm-hmm. and um, and and what you're saying the, these propaganda is like 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 I like I said a minute ago like um, if if you if you believe in something you can you can find evidence for it on the internet if you are, uh, if you want to believe that like everything is on the internet and and. For uh, the people who discredits the government and the people who don't believe in COVID and so on, they are uh, they like to find stuff in the internet and think, yeah, this sounds about right because this fits into my um, meaning of the world. Uh, uh, my worldview. Yeah, world re- worldview, and 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 that's different from before because you didn't have the same opportunity to find information. Uh, so so I think that that's kind of the reason there, why
2: there's everybody like when I grew up the X-Files yeah. was really big. The X-Files came out in the 90s and I was probably 7 or 8 the first time I saw the show mm-hmm. and it was a huge cultural thing for us and it really fit into this you know whole don't trust the government you don't know what the government's going to do. The government's spying on you all the time. And the funny oh, thing is...
0: The G-Man and like, Deep Throat and uh, the, the cigarette guy, Cancer oh, Man.
2: Yeah, the cigarette smoke at the Cancer Man. Like Those those were symbols for the government knowing things that they don't want you to know that you can never find out. That Even if you're inside the system, there's no way that... You, you, you probably won't discover the truth. And the whole thing, the truth is out there, is like you're not being told to believe
1: yeah
0: you're you're sheep man you don't know but that the president's really a lizard and <laughs> he's not even from yeah. earth he's not even an earth lizard he's actually from the fucking moon or mars i don't even know man but
2: he's not from earth so he's a foreigner exactly <laughs> yeah and Aero, area 51 is really just covering up for area 65 you know that kind of stuff <laughs> <laughs> The thing is, is those were fringe ideas, and even though the show was massively popular, everybody had that cousin or that uncle that you just didn't want to get them started. You know, you just, like, didn't want to hear it because they would just go on for hours about, like, man, the sheeple. You're, you're, you don't be one of them. And But now, those conspiracy theories are, like, mainstream. I mean, I mean we're watching them we're watching people with those beliefs coalesce and then influence others like the anti-vax movement didn't come out of nowhere that's been that's been fomenting for decades
0: (laughs) yeah jesus christ one doctor sucks at his job and then what happens the world falls apart (laughs) Yeah. yeah yeah Oh,
1: Hollywood! You you saw you saw a demonstration today in Bergen, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Today, uh, that's kind of why we are talking about this. Like uh, earlier, when I was out walking, you know, in this main area in in Bergen, there were a big um, demonstration um, which concerns the COVID <laughs> COVID situation. There were people like that didn't want people to take vaccines because it's they think it's some junk. The government are. Forcing us to do, and and they were saying that COVID uh, doesn't exist and it's not dangerous, and and uh, the, the vaccines aren't aren't uh, for uh, aren't good, and they will kill you, and so on, and 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 that's why m- me and Joakim were were dist- discussing this earlier because we were talking about how can people believe that and and, and we were surprised that so many people uh, were there and saw it and, and you know applaud and, and 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 shouted yes and everything you know yeah. and there were people in the fucking crowd going like yeah you're speaking the truth man yeah yeah exactly and and uh, and, um, and and what what is shocking is that uh, the, the big big majority of these people are uh, like i said or parents generation or older, you know, it's, it's nearly no young people who are part of these demonstrations at all. Yeah. It's just people thinking that the fucking news is
0: like on the internet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's interesting.
2: And and it's funny because I I do remember growing up and my parents telling me, don't believe what you read on the internet. Don't even believe books. And now they're like sharing memes. Uh, Yeah. Memes are new.
0: Yeah, it's paradoxical, it is,
2: yeah. yeah. <laughs> what, what do you think that your your guys' greatest threat, long-term, like, long-term threat to to, Nor- to the Norwegian way of life is? Like, is this it? Like, is this undermining the faith of belief in the system credible? <laughs> or, is that, or is that, like, an older person thing that will just die out as a trend?
0: Now, I, I, actually, I actually think that there's a trend to kind of... Like, there's people who seem to be very, like, uh, enamored with privatization. I feel like that could be a threat to us. Because there are a lot of people out there who want us to have more private options. And I can't say I'm against that. But uh, there's also, like, just pure statistics that shows that in the last 10 years or so, like wealth inequality has increased in Norway. Like it's obviously, it's not at a point where it's troubling us to any degree, but there is a trend there that, should we should be concerned about uh, wouldn't you agree
1: yeah yeah absolutely i, w- I would agree and and uh, and the controversial parties have way more influence now and then they had like 40 years ago 50 years ago uh so so it is a development that uh that we are heading towards a more capitalism society um even it, it's still very like uh, social democratic and and uh, and mixed economy based but but the development probably leads to war and more uh america influenced society maybe at, at least right now it, it it can turn you know it's uh, it's it's an election this this fall but but uh, but it's, yeah. it's like that right now uh but what what i may think it's it's one big threat to to this, uh, Nor- norwegian society and, and even like the european society or is or the western society is is nationalism and and the rise is, um, of like um uh, ide- ideals of of how a, a nation should be and and which people are included in that nation and and you see uh, in France and in in Germany there are big nationalists parties in the national congress and in in Germany now in in the uk you have the the ruling party led by boris johnson pro brexit yeah. you know
0: this, this is just a right-wing
1: wave washing over yeah exactly and, and 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 you have it in in sweden even in norway the 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 right populistic party is is kind of big uh but people are are being way more extreme and uh and and the pol- pol- polarization of the whole like discussion is is on a rise and um and uh, and you, you can you can you can you can say that Donald Trump is is partly to blame of this also. So it's been
0: going for a long before him though. Yeah, I, of course, of course. But, but
1: yeah, but but
2: but can you, can you speak to that? Because I, I I was my next question was going to be: Do you guys blame Trump? Because I kind of like it, it. Definitely, since he was elected, has made the focus on like the rise of the right wing has been concentrated and global ever since he got you know it's interesting for a nationalist movement to go into global but whatever
0: Uh, i i think i think trump has exacerbated the problem quite a bit okay i think i think think he is he's not he's not causing anything i think he's just like he's you know he's a greasy guy and if you throw grease on a fire you get a grease fire that's (laughs) uncontrollable is emboldening the right word yeah, emboldening is a beautiful word, but I prefer to call him greasy.
2: Well, he's definitely a greasy <laughs> <person>. <laughs> Yeah, no, I think... He's I mean, like Dong Zhao. You're going to light him on fire and he can burn for seven days. Just... Yeah, that's,
0: that's just what you got <laughs> to do. Uh, no, uh, I, think, I think the problem's been ticking away for a while. And honestly, without... Uh, I don't want to go too deep into it because then it's just me having a monologue for two hours.
2: Yeah, but um, in well,
0: and, and Trump, social, is, um, I think social media and I think the push towards PC culture, like political correctness, is just largely to blame. I think that's a problem. I think the pendulum was pushed too far in one way and it swings back like pendulums do, right? So you, uh, you
2: blame, I think, you I think blame people PC culture for, for, uh, uh, yeah, I absolutely, absolutely,
0: I absolutely blame PC culture. Absolutely, uh, I don't, I don't like. I think it's a, it's a good thing, uh, ultimately. Like it's good that people are more sensitive and whatever. Uh, but I think uh, who the the PC people basically got a little too aggressive, and instead of going like, "Hey, let's be nicer to people," they went like, "Hey, let me shame you." And when you you shame people, you're not really correcting their behavior, even if you think you are. What you're doing is you're making them dislike you, dislike people who think like you. And the PC people largely are, you know, they're caring, they're educated people generally. They're the people who want good things for society, but they're unlikable. And so suddenly everyone is like, I don't even care what you stand for. I just don't like you and I will vote against you. That's why the the Republican Party is like the party of trolls, right? It's not really governing or doing anything. It doesn't care to do anything. All it cares about is milking liberal tears. Right? Yeah, yeah, it's just a party of trolls. And I think that's simply just, yeah, that's PC culture for you, man. It it was just a natural reaction to all this. I'm not saying that excuses the right-wing lunatics, right? I'm just saying it explains the whole wave. Because yeah. yeah. people have been pushing this culture for so long that it, it, the pot's about it, it was bound to boil over, and Trump is just like he's just the symptom. Because everyone's been feeling this shit. I'm not saying everyone. I'm saying all you know. Every everyone. No no one really likes political correctness except for very very few. Uh, but political correctness means. Th- Okay, I'm not going to go into a monologue on it. It means different things to different people. Well, you know? we, we've talked about uh, this on the podcast before. Me, political correctness me, in Norway. Why I don't want to delve too deep into it now. You know.
2: Right, right, because, yeah, I don't want to go into it, but I, I do want to point out that one thing that we've touched on multiple times is that political correctness means something very different in Norway because your problems are very
0: different. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and that's worth mentioning now, but let's not talk too much about it.
2: Yeah, I don't want to like, go into it, but I, I think that's a good thing to point out
0: yeah it, it is it is yeah yeah good, that is a good thing to point out but yeah i think the pendulum swimming swinging back basically people were tired of being shamed they were tired of being having people point their finger and go like you know i, I i'm gesturing now which is useless on a podcast but <laughs> extend your finger and waggle your wrist and you know what i mean
2: uh, the, yeah the, the windmills of joe's arms are so big you could do Lingardium guardian leviosa and levitates. Uh,
0: exactly right. Huh? Uh, I got a Harry Potter finger. Yeah,
1: right. what the play is? Uh, <laughs> I got a whole hand. I'm that's,
0: going to Hogwarts. That's um, that's my two cents on it. What do you think? Hello.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I, um, but um, if if, you, if you're talking about like Donald Trump in particular, uh, it's kind of like he is a symbol, like. Um, because he was he was blaming everyone, and that, that's what, what was why he was winning winning and, and, and gaining support because uh, because he was uh, seeing the problems, and he was uh, he was willing to, to point a finger like Joe said, and 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 um, and say it's 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 their fault. It's it's we have to blame them them, you know. And I think he probably like sh- showed uh, a lot of these like movements around the globe that is possible. To, to get power and, and to actually do something. And, and that's, that's why I mentioned him in my, um, in my concerning uh, towards stabilization monologue <laughs> uh, last last minute. Uh, yeah, the other minute.
2: I, I, think, I think you were right because I don't know what was going on in Norway before Trump showed up. What I do know, however, though, is that yeah. it, there, there, there were nationalist movements happening all over. So Erdogan was consolidating his power in Turkey. Viktor Orban was consolidating his power in Hungary. And there were other uh, areas around Europe where pockets of resistance, East Germany, was there there was a a big Nazi movement that was growing. And so these were prior to, they were 2015 and before. And by 2015, before Trump even went down his stupid fucking escalator, I mean, Viktor Orban was fighting the courts. So... I, I'm curious. I want to know more, if, if you don't mind, about Norway pre-Trump, because it's very easy to say, well, yes, he's a catalyst, but what else was was under the surface? How far back do you, does it go, do you think? Do you think it's a, a generational reaction? Do you think that, like, the younger generation is trying to, like, you know, assert authority, or do you think it's, like, the older generation? Because that's how you started. Like, is it the older generation saying, like, you know you guys have it good and maybe privatization is good? Is it like a greed thing?
1: Yeah, it's, it's a good question. Um, um, l- like we talked about earlier, like in, if you're talking about Norway, we, we had like this golden age after we found oil in 1969 and in the 70s and in the 80s. And that's why in the 80s and, and, and in the 90s, the Conservative Party kind of took over. And now it's more, it's more, it's still social democratic, but it's more capitalistic than ever, you know? like like i said earlier and and i think that's that's kind of like you know after you find a treasure like we did with oil <laughs> you, you experience uh, a, a couple of years maybe a decade maybe two decades even with golden years with 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 astonishing astonishing welfare and like like, uh, yeah, very very nice conditions for everyone. Like yeah, to
0: ro- you're rolling in the treasure. Yeah, you're exactly. Enjoying it, being a dragon,
1: like the Roaring Twenties in the in the states. You know. Sure. Yeah, and 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 but that that has to come to an end. Like, right? And and maybe around the year two thousand ish, the the peak started dropping, and 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 a little bit more was was you know, uh, what people had to do, like they had to work a little more and maybe they couldn't have holidays for that long. And maybe their salaries were going slightly, slightly down and, and everything. And, and, and when you, you can in your own lifetime can compare one period as a good one to, uh, another one, which is worse, you will start blaming, uh, people. Uh, yeah. Cause it's
0: like, uh, uh, you're thinking like, oh, everything was so fun and nice back when I was younger, and I had a job and a house, and now it all sucks. And what's different? I see brown people I didn't used to. They yeah. are
1: different. They changed with it. They are to blame. Exactly. That's 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 my point. Yeah, and and also, um, and also that um, they want us to. They are blaming like we are because we are we are saving like almost every. Every dollar we are earning in the oil industry, the, the government are saving in a huge fund that are going to be for generations to come, you know. Uh, but because maybe we have experienced this, the, a little welfare drop, a lot of people want us to use more of this, this big fund.
0: Uh, yeah, like they want to dip into the treasure chest.
1: Yeah, yeah, to, to, uh, to, to still have the same kind of uh, welfare and, and the same kind of golden years. Yeah, and- we don't
0: want to see a drop in the luxuries
1: no and and when and my point is is just that when people when people experience a drop drop in in, in life quality and welfare and everything of that they start blaming everyone else than themselves and and uh, of course the the government is one of the the big blamers yeah and, and then then it gets rolling and then you have the internet uh, with all kinds of misinformation misinfor- and then some people are are being extreme and that's why these extreme uh, movements uh,
2: are on a rise I-, I think so I think this this touches on a lot of stuff that I that I think is interesting and th- there there is St- Stephen Bannon, you know an in, in, insane alcoholic of, of DC he you know he, he believes that society goes through four stages and I don't know if it's as dramatic as this but this the, the evolution of society like how how I don't think so- society is definitely not static. And I do think history repeats itself to a point. And so I, 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 I tend to think that societies go through biorhythms and you just hope that at an upward or downward maximum or minimum of the curve, that you hope that when, when you're at a maximum or a minimum that society doesn't get changed into something else that you don't recognize nothing nothing upsets the balance as long as everybody's being taken care of and we had america had massive massive wealth in the 50s and 60s because after world war ii europe was gutted and we had a massive manufacturing base that we had just kick-started for the war we converted it to automobiles and steel and other things and we started exporting and for decades three four decades we had unprecedented wealth and so Baby boomers, the real baby boomers, born up through the mid-60s, that whole period of time was massive, massive growth. Now, parts of Europe rebuilt, and as they rebuilt, they started producing stuff of their own, especially cars and a new age electronic type stuff, modern things. Um, Additionally, wealth started to stagnate. Starting in the 70s, we stopped increasing workers' pay at the rate that CEOs and banks were making money. And so that's where that divide started. And now 40 years later, we have this massive inequality. What I'm asking you is, you're talking about this nest egg because the first thing that I saw when Joe told me about that nest egg and he said, you know, this is for future generations and this is massive sum of money. And you can go to a website, you can look at what Norway is storing for future generations. You did stuff like that, like uh, um, social security. Social Security was set aside for retirees, but gov- admin- uh, presidential administrations have been dipping into it, and Congress has been dipping into it over the last few decades as the, the, the focus in America has been on privatization. So, I'm going to ask you a question based on all of my ranting. Looking at that wealth that you have to safeguard, and looking at the, the, the social things that you, the safety nets you've built in for your people do you think that privatization and uh, the the ultra wealthy are gunning for that and do you think that you will experience the same sort of ambivalent decline that we did because that decline is slow it happens over the course of decades but even after decades of inequality and even after decades of abuse against citizens there's still a big percentage of our population that defends that do you see that in norway in like 40 50 years
1: I I do see it like that. The um, the social differences will be bigger than than they are right now because only in my lifetime they, are, they have been so much bigger than, than they used to be. You know, sure. uh, but but on a question of of private, privatizations about like vital um, society uh, institutions like hospitals and and uh, universities and uh, and uh, schools, I I I don't know because. You know 10 years ago this wasn't even a question so even so that it is a question today it's probably a sign that that maybe it's it, it will happen at some point but but it's right now it's, it's really hard to, to, to say that that's gonna happen in the near future at we release because it's still it's still in most Norwegians that privatization is something bad because it means, that then everyone won't be able to have the same opportunities and, and the same like quality of of uh, of education of, or quality of, um, of, healthcare. of of healthcare. Yeah, um, so so in that in that way in that manner um, the the um, the equal the um, social distance distinct like the differences between social classes won't probably um, be. Uh, that big, but in in kind of salaries and in kind of what your wages are and how much you earn, uh, definitely will be uh, something that we will um, experience uh, changing. And 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 you know the 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 level of of salaries in Norway are quite high, and there is no way that we will be able to uphold this this uh, this this level. Like we we won't have the the same high um, wages that we do have today, and 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 similar, similar, similarly, similarly, <laughs> we won't be able to uh, to uh, retire as early as we do today, because there won't be enough uh, money <laughs> in the society. Uh, because what we are doing now is that we are allowing um, people to take uh, free education, f- uh, and and they probably won't start working before they are like 30 and maybe 35 and then we are uh, also saying that's okay you can retire when you are 65 and people who are a little bit ill or don't want work they can have their uh, their welfare paycheck in in the in the mail and won't work at all guilty
0: as yes, charged <laughs>
1: So, so the amount of people actually working and t- contributing to development of the, of the um, BNP are way lower than it used to be, and that is not sustainable. And there are people that wants us to, to use our uh, our oil funds to um, to restore this and, and and uphold the way we're living right now. But what will happen then is that we will drain that uh, that oil money, and then we will stand uh, without anything, and the. Uh, the, uh, the the transfer in, until a, a little bit more harder uh, reality will be way uh, harder than it is today. Um, so I, I, for Norway, I see uh, a little bit harder like uh, every day for me when I'm a grown up and for my children than than for my parents and for my grandparents. But I don't see I don't see. Private hospitals or private schools. i are not gonna have American like uh,
0: conditions essentially, yeah. but uh, it it won't be a party forever.
1: Exactly.
2: Well, it, it helps it helps I think that you guys had a a privately funded healthcare or a publicly funded healthcare and we never did. Like we we that's still something on our to do list allegedly, and you know we want to hit to the point where we can guarantee healthcare. I think. When you when a society gets used to something, it's much more difficult to take it away from them unless you do it super slowly. Like, for example, one of the things that I really respect Obama for is when he put together the Affordable Care Act. He he had crafted something that was very similar to plans that Republicans had put out over the last like ten years. He kind of like hod- like hodgepodge together this thing that was yeah, a mix of like private and public. Didn't Mitt Romney basically present the same idea when
0: he was like running against them?
2: Like two-thirds of it, yeah. And 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 Obama had put together some other things to help support it. Um, so so that way it would be, it would be, you know, it would sustain itself for longer, up until Republicans started doing everything they could to undermine it, at least. But yeah, it was it was very similar to things that like Mitt Romney and George Bush, or at least members of the republicans when george bush was in office had put forward and it made it very difficult for for republicans to undermine it um and once the affordable care act passed they found a way they well they they definitely found ways over time they've been they've been gimping it ever since and the the, their strategy is obvious they just want to neuter it to the point where it's ineffective then they want to point at it and say look this is what government healthcare is ineffective, and that way they can kill and go back to privatizing everything. But once the Affordable Care Act passed, people liked it a lot. And it's funny when you interview interviews, for, uh, surveys of people in red states or just anywhere really it doesn't have to be a red state, but over hundreds of thousands of re- responses to various surveys, they found that as long as People think it's the Affordable Care Act, they love it because Americans actually want health care. Republicans successfully rebranded it as Obamacare. And so you can there, there was there was a survey that interviewed like 15,000 people in, in red states, and they 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 found that most of them, like 85 plus percent, were really in favor of, of, of the Affordable Care Act, but less than a third wanted anything to do with obamacare and they thought it was it was government overreach so that branding does matter but it does it also exhibits that americans are amenable to health care and so in your case the reason i'm bringing this up is because you in your guys's case you guys already have that and to strip that away from the citizens i can imagine them being like wait wait no fuck this we're not paying for this we shouldn't have to
0: <laughs> yeah now yeah, we 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 really like the welfare state like welfare is literally like it's it's not a dirty word here it's a positive thing
1: <laughs> yeah it is it is absolutely but but in order to to uh ma- maintain the uh, the welfare state we have really like steep taxes and there are people that means that we are uh, paying way too much tax, and that are willing to sacrifice the public, um, public hospitals and public schools to pay less tax taxes. Uh, so, so if we are, uh, if we are ever gonna gonna um, not have it the way we are having it today, yeah. that will be the reason. That will be the thing that the people who are earning earning the most. Um, we'll pay less taxes, and in that fashion we can't afford running a public services anymore
2: you know Honestly, in, in england they're they're talking about privatizing the NHS which blew my mind
1: yeah that's stupid, but I mean the
0: fucking conservative party in England uh, they wanted to kill the NHS forever. only time they ever said anything anything good about the NHS was when they wanted to say uh, when they drove that fucking bus through the whole fucking country. <laughs> 300 million pounds are being burned away at the European Union every week that money could go to the NHS and then sure. people agreed with that because they loved the NHS and then the day after the fucking referendum when they passed it the fucking conservatives didn't even mention the words like the letters N, H or S next to each other at all very intentionally <laughs> <What> completely.
2: <laughs> i don't remember shane i don't know what are you talking about who are you <laughs> are you even a reporter yeah i see the microphone but fuck you anyway
0: well, reporter have a cup of tea have a cup of tea have a cup of tea okay.
2: <laughs> uh, look, real quick i'm gonna i'm gonna do a brief word from our sponsors before we go on yes this abs th- this episode is brought to you by sheer abject existential paranoia and you know exactly what we're talking about. That's it.
0: Oh my God. Why do we let these people sponsor us?
2: I don't know. I didn't know that paranoia as a concept could even sponsor a podcast.
0: Does it cheapen our brand somehow that paranoia is one of our sponsors?
2: Honestly, I think it makes us innovative. Uh, I don't know uh, anybody else. Like, I don't listen to NPR and have them cite the paranoia.
0: Well, I mean, paranoia is definitely one of uh, Fox News's sponsors. I think.
2: <laughs> oh shit! We're doing this wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! I knew I knew anyway. when we started this project, I was going to fuck it up somehow. Uh, I think we're falling
0: from grace here, Jeremy.
2: <laughs> 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 uh, so Norway, but what about what about Europe as a whole? I mean, Europe has seemed to be trending toward. A, a resurgence of far right nationalism is it? Would you say that's everywhere? And, and what would you say makes a country more resistant to nationalism?
0: I, I think I think wealth and safety makes you more resistant. I think going through hard times makes uh, it makes it makes you want to band together with your tribe, aka nationalism yeah like uh, if you look at every every fucking country going through a recession of some kind uh they they always always turn to the strong man at the podium, you know yeah okay yeah uh and it's it's like uh oh Jesus Christ, do you have
2: to go to the bathroom now, jeremy? I, I exactly. do indeed, but but keep talking. I'll be right back. The jar there, some, somewhere. This is like our thirtieth episode. The fact it hasn't happened before now is impressive. It is quite impressive, <laughs> to be honest.
0: Also, also, this is like the one time I don't really have more to add. I don't really have. Oh word. come I, on! <laughs> I
2: think
0: you gotta hold it.
2: <laughs> okay. I, mean, I think,
0: it, I, think oh. I think it's only right to the audience that you hold it. All right, I can do that. You gotta be a good person. Hold it. <laughs> How long have we been doing like forty-five I,
2: yeah. minutes? I'm not a good person, but we I can hold it anyway.
0: You're a sweetheart, you know. <laughs> it. Yeah? Okay, so forty-five minutes, forty-five minutes. We've done that, right? Ish.
2: I don't know. And I have no idea.
0: Fifteen minutes. Actually, you know, today just feel like a, a nice time for like a one and a half, a half hour. You know. Yeah, yeah. I was, I, I really think so. Yeah. You know? right. Maybe even two hours. We oh, can push wow. it a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> huh.
2: I uh, we do a four-hour stream. Jeremy
0: can't hold it for three. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, there's no way he's gonna piss his pants if we just do like four, five, six hours. It's like no problem. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. If you start hearing like drops or like uh, like <laughs> running the microphone, that that's like uh, yeah, that's just that's just Jeremy having fun.
2: You know, yeah. I'm not, a little bit yeah, of bear yeah, from just, you. Just I never guy. turn my mic off. It's against. I the, don't
0: really need. To drink anything extra right now? I have a half a glass. I just want Jeremy to hear this. <laughs> <laughs>
2: this is this is this is Moot's very uh, classic beverage break. <laughs>
1: yeah, this is
0: <laughs> this is like an example of like you know, in whenever a country like really embraces nationalism, they tend to go a little cruel, right?
2: Yeah, I mean that's that's the idea because you're you're you're. You're bunkering down and saying I am more important than everyone else, and I'm done working with you.
0: Yeah, it's like, ah, oh, damn, these immigrants. I want them in camps. I want Jeremy to listen to running water.
1: I want, you know, they just.
2: <laughs> How dare you? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, well, um, if we, if you're talking about Europe, um, it, unfortunately, um, nationalist parties or right populist parties are. Represented in in a lot of like big European countries and and what we think of of um, of really like educated countries and um, and and that's that's worrisome. But but in my opinion, the the primary weapon against nationalism and far right ext- extremism is. Um, is uh, international cooperation, and in in Europe's case, that would be the European Union. And I think it's a shame that Norway isn't part of the European Union, and and that uh, the UK is is leaving. It's it's mm. it's really bad, and 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 it's not the way that I was hoping to see the world moving.
2: Yeah, yeah, I that that is that is very distressing because while. I don't want like a global satellite state i think there are there are reasons to fear an overarching body that governs the planet because you know in in america we have that we have the patriot act and we have um we spend a lot of resources to Keep people safe, whatever the hell that means, because it, it can mean different things at different times. To and different also,
0: every scary sci fi setting has like an emperor that rules a planet.
2: <laughs> right, yeah. So, and, and I, I don't I know that nationalism, that fear doesn't come out of knowing. But at the same time, co-op, global cooperation makes all sorts of things possible. Like the, the pandemic response. Developing a vaccine, had we had a president that gave a shit a year earlier, we could have had that vaccine maybe three to five months earlier. And it was amazing to see what could happen to production, distribution, and information when there was a there was leadership change. And with cooperation at the federal level, we it it and r- the the right resources, we got our vaccines within you know, 100 days of our president getting in office. So if we had a global cooperation. There are a lot of attractive benefits to having people work together. The least of all is the absence of war, <laughs> you know, because the idea of a, of a global community, the whole point of, of starting, you know, the UN and NATO, those, those are safeguards to prevent another Franz Ferdinand from breaking apart society.
0: That's not yeah. blame Franz Ferdinand, though. It was his assassin, though. It was kind of the, the guy. <laughs> no, <laughs> it no, no, no. Come on, Ferdinand, the guy got
2: Give him a war. break. That war would have never happened if he would have gotten assassinated. <laughs> <laughs> That's not possible.
0: He was the reason. Oh, that, I mean, that is that is like just literally victim blaming. Good God, <laughs> huh? You know, you're supposed to be an enlightened guy. Come on.
2: <laughs> you know, Franz Ferdinand is the reason we have microtransactions in mobile games. <laughs> I fucking knew it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I... I worry about the you I, I worry about European cooperation and global cooperation falling apart. Um... And I'm wondering if those cycles aren't inevitable. Like, say we beat fascism now or nationalism or whatever. 50 years from now, are we going to be watching our kids have the same discussion? Our kids and grandkids?
0: Come on, Jeremy. Beating fascism is like saying, let's beat anger, let's beat fear. You can't do that. We're oh, gonna... I've, done it.
2: I've done it like five times.
0: Yeah, we're just not going to beat fascism. That's not ever going to happen. All we got to do is just make sure society is as Comfortable as possible, so that fascism is basically just not worth the worth the effort. You know? but,
1: but it will probably go in cycles, like like you are imaging here. Uh, but but I think it's 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 a good thing that you can have the discussion maybe like every fifty years or so, and uh, and then you will kind of be reminded why we don't want to adapt those ways of living in those ways of of thinking. Um, and and also in, in a free democratic state and a free democratic society, uh, those are cornerstones. You have to let people who have an, an unpopular meaning to talk. You have to have public discussions. You have to have public communication. Um, and this and- is
0: why PC culture is bad. I'm just like <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and the only way, the only way to to actually beat, uh, I don't ideologies like that is to is to show the world uh how bad it is and how ugly it is and and you have to let them talk to do that you can't hide it you know because then they will then they will rise in strength if 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 you are able to to let the discussion go on and 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 that uh, they will be laughed about uh from from the rest of the society then then i i, I think the the level of of extremism will will stay at a relatively low level
2: uh you have to have um, an educated society too though and i think that certain societies so i agree with every bit of that i really do because honestly it seems like the far right's main method of delivering its message is by saying we're the oppressed we're the underdogs they sell this underdog story yeah exactly they say, oh, well, nobody else is listening to us, but what about free speech? And so that's, their del- that's how they deliver the envelope and you open up and read the crazy shit inside. The problem is, what if you open that envelope and you don't have the, the cultural background or the education to critically read that letter? Because a lot of people are susceptible to what that letter says. And I think you know there there are a lot of good takeaways there are a lot of pros to, to you know american stubborn individualism but i do think that stubborn individualism makes us somewhat more susceptible to individualistic messaging which is what nationalism is it's isolated but it makes us feel like john wayne and i think a lot of people like that
1: yeah it's um uh, it's a good thought um so, I don't know, you, you have to, like, you, you need to keep the educational level at a fairly high, high level and a high rate of the population and, and, and provide, like, real uh, licensed information, you, you, be like you have to provide for everyone in a society. You don't have to, you can't let, let anyone fall, fall, fall outside. You can't have any like so-called um, losers or, uh, or you, you need to find a way to integrate everyone into the society and into the life they, they want to have. And, and in Norway, we have done a great job. And, and, and that's why probably why Norway is, has been, and i still are one of the like greatest and richest country in the world. Uh, because there are so f- few that are actually falling outside of the society and, and the people which are falling outside they are taken care of and, 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 uh, and being protected by by the government or by, by the state um, so so I don't know you need a mix you need, you need to you need to, to uh, don't don't oppress uh, the extremist thoughts uh, but sh- use their voice to show the population. That they are maniacs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sunlight,
0: uh, sunlight's the best disinfectant.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean that's that's how you get rid of cockroaches. You turn the light on and you scatter. Yeah. I mean mm. I don't know. I, I, I think about this a lot because I think that America has you know, America very famously inspired Hitler's ideologies. And, you know, because we had, well, some of the tactics of the Nazi party and some of Hitler's beliefs, I mean, they looked to like our KKK and they looked to how we treated minorities after, you know, freeing slaves. Like, you know, Jim Crow era laws were going strong. And with those Jim Crow era laws. Wait, wait, wait,
0: wait, isn't Jim Crow, when was Jim Crow? I thought that was like after Hitler.
2: Well, Jim, Jim Crow was a response to Reconstruction um, and, and so the Jim Crow the, fr- the very first like Jim Crow laws those came out like th- like the very first Jim Crow laws are traced back to 1865 the year the Civil War ended but Jim, like black codes and, and like the, the hay- its heyday wasn't until Reconstruction ended and the Ku Klux Klan had gained like enormous amounts of strength. So we're talking now like the 1880s to like early 1900s. So there was a there was a period there of, of 30 or 40 years when it was strongest. And the, like the, the demonization of the Jews and the, and the language used in s- some of the Nazi propaganda was modeled on some of the ideology that was used to push. Those Jim Crow era laws, like removing voting rights and indentured servitude, and school segregation—segregation segregation in general—those like ideas helped to give rise to, like, how do you isolate a whole bunch of Jews and Gypsies and homosexuals? Well, you put them into a ghetto. How do you alter people's understanding of those subgroups in your population? Well. You target schools and you try, like Hitler's youth didn't come out of nowhere. That was based on the idea that you can ignore parts of your history and inspire nationalistic pride. And anybody who denounces that nationalistic pride is now not just a traitor to the state, but they hate your own country. They don't, they're not real Americans. And, and, you know, so those those were things that were modeled after american behavior yes we fought against them in world war ii but even as we were fighting the nazis there were a bunch of nazi sympathizers in america that's i mean that's always been a part of us.
0: that's that's some really disturbing shit though
2: (laughs) but it's it's present it's there and i think that when we talk about cycles like we say okay well Maybe when Norway might deal with some shit in like 40 years because you sense a trend now, but there's a baseline for each society too. You know, you, you may start at at zero and we may start at 15 just because that's our history and that's our cultural, you know, zeitgeist.
0: Oh yeah. I don't think anyone is immune to the, to the lure of the little, the guy with the little mustache. Hmm.
2: No, 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 no. But I think I think some societies are more susceptible.
0: Yeah, definitely
2: for various reasons.
0: I really think it has to do with how well you're doing, like economically.
2: Yes. Oh, I agree. I yeah, right. I agree with you because you guys have both pointed that out, and I think that that's one hundred percent true. I mean, she, Xi, Xi Jinping, when when right before that he abolished his constitution, you know, they they or not abolished it, they wrote him into the constitution and
0: his yeah, that- term
2: limits decided
0: he can be president for life
2: you yeah exactly so when we were when they were setting that all up one of the one of the CCP parties or that well it's like saying an ITM machine um, ATM <laughs> machine. one of those one of the CCP's big worries was that uh, so China has experienced a recent explosion of the middle class and that increased financial security is a big part of what fuels its citizens faith in the ccp and as growth has slowed down that growth was slowing right when he was trying to install himself for life and that that was a big part of the conversation like what can china do to keep its its middle class happy because once they start into a period of decline now the government's fighting external and internal threats because. The CCP's ideology is not popular abroad. Technically, America stands against it, even though we surveil our own people. We're ba- we're 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 a we're a hop, skipping a step away from a social credit score of our own. But yeah,
0: fucking hypocrites. No, I'm kidding.
2: <laughs> I mean, we can be. We definitely can be. But technically, China is is opposed by most of the world with their ideology. So having that growth, that financial growth has been seen over the last 20 years to be a big boon in favor of the party because that keeps them secure at home they can essentially keep doing what they want because as long as their their citizens are financially secure they're happy and they're they're gonna keep the system going yeah bread and circuses so I'm just repeating what other political experts have said in relation to the point that you guys made Yeah. To agree <laughs> sorry that's just my long-winded <laughs> whatever yeah yeah. Well, yeah financial outlook is huge
1: absolutely and and the bigger the the bigger the differences between between people the bigger uh the possibility of of blaming each other will be and and then then conflicts erupt and um uh, yeah
2: how else do you how else do you communicate wealth inequality? Because it seems like it's being communicated so poorly, everywhere. That is America. Like like propaganda aside, I don't even think Democrats do a good job of explaining what that wealth inequality means. And you're saying that you're starting to see wage gaps in in Norway. What do you mean when you say Cagnet.
0: inequality? Because I'm not exactly sure.
2: What I mean is is that capitalism, unfettered capitalism, and corporations gaining power globally to the point where they can influence and sue governments has led to a lot of wealth inequality all over the place. I think, like, Greece is under austerity measures for a reason. Yeah. And I'm just wondering... Is this, is there something that I'm not seeing? Because I see it as a wealth and equality issue where wealth is causing de- like destabilization everywhere because people want more, they, they want a better standard of living. They know it's possible and they know they're getting screwed. But people don't seem to be as quick to blame wealth inequality for their their relatively lower quality of life. Like well, you've talked before about England, how how bad it is in England.
0: Yeah, it sucks there.
2: Why do you think such a big percentage of the English population don't discuss it well there?
0: I it's hard to say. I I don't feel like we have um... I don't feel like we have a problem in Norway bringing that up cuz we're quite comfortable with the idea that uh, we're all like you know, fiscally equal. Uh, <laughs> sure. Yeah. But in England, I guess, uh, I don't know. I guess it has some, uh, I'm, I'm just like spitballing right now. I, I haven't thought this through, but I, I guess it would have something to do with their, na- their national pride, you know? Yeah. Uh, like they, 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 uh, they, they, they have an allegiance to the queen. The queen is very popular in England you know and by extension uh, lords are like they're not unpopular uh, and the rich people are basically just lords without titles you know yeah like when you start stabbing at the rich you start feeling like a traitor to your to your nation to your people (laughs) I think it might be something there Uh, and like this is just a thought I literally formed right now so I haven't given this much anything
2: oh those are the best kinds of thoughts
1: yeah, I think, I think I don't know. Halvo, you're a student of history, what do you say? I think it's 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 more uh, a concern of, of not, not about the actual wealth, but how do you get it? I think the people which which uh, are not wealthy, they they want to become wealthy, and uh, they they think that it's it's uh, they know it's possible because it's other people which are wealthy and in a capitalist society it's it's you know the american dream it's it's a self made man everything is possible if you work hard enough you know and 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 therefore they don't they don't think that the, the possibility of actually become that wealthy is is that bad because they want to be that wealthy themselves but they are wondering why why they didn't didn't become wealthy and then they are blaming people for not, uh, for, for the reason they didn't become people. No, no, that the reason that they didn't become wealthy. Um, so I, I think it's more about the process of being wealthy uh, rather than the actual wealth. Um, and, and that's kind of the core of capitalism, because if you're going to be able to, uh, in a capitalist society, there, there has, for you to be a winner, there has to be losers. And everyone, which are so-called losers, Will think that there are some external factors that made them losers, and if everything was fair and if everything was right, they had become winners too. And that's why they are they are uh, they are complaining, and that's why they are blaming other people. That that's my thought on, on the topic of, about uh, yeah the unrest about um, differences.
0: I want to change my answer to his. <laughs> I
1: think he's dead on the
0: money.
2: I I, would, I read a book that would support I, that
0: theory. Uh, I think I think a lot of people are very comfortable with giving uh, breaks to the rich, like tax breaks, whatever kind of breaks you find, like uh, any kind of benefits to the rich, because they're thinking I'm gonna enjoy those benefits someday.
2: Yeah the the uh, the temporarily the temporarily embarrassed millionaire, yeah. like. I, I read a book that was talking about the importance of the aristocracy, that the most important part of society to influence is not the point the one or one percent, because those people don't give a shit. They're the they're the ultra wealthy that will not give up their wealth. Like you have to force them to. Yeah, you don't have to influence the king. You
0: gotta influence all the lords and counts and
2: barons. Exactly. And the support system, the aristocracy, is the two is like the is like the point five percent down to the 10%. So we're talking to the professionals, the lawyers, the business owners, the doctors, the successful lawyers, not just like anyone, like the successful like corporate lawyers, like the people that are making 250000 a year and up, the people who are living in a $2 million house, the people who send yeah. their kids to private school. That's yeah, like not don't, don't,
0: don't, don't try to influence the guys who own an island. Try to influence the guys who own a yacht.
2: Right. And the aristocracy is wealthy enough that, that they think and there's enough of them right like i remember hanging out with my aunt and uncle and they had all these doctors that came to visit and they all live in multi-million dollar houses it was it's a great evening but around them all they see are other people like them and they think well this is the american dream because we earned it and and a lot of them ignore i think that some people, no matter how hard they try, can't earn it, or will never be in the position, or were never offered, or it wasn't realistic. And and those people keep selling the American dream. So it's that half to not to ten percent that say to everybody else, "You guys are so close. Just work harder. We're here for you. Like this is possible. Look at us. We 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 mean that the dream is achievable." Meanwhile, the rest of society can't conceptualize a billion dollars they never will be able to and so to them a a, a guy with five million dollars is the same as jeff bezos because to them there's no difference in that that amount of money because all they know is they owe three thousand dollars on their medical debt and they're not going to be able to pay next next month's bill that's all they care right
0: yeah any sum that ends with alien is just ridiculous
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah, to back up what, what I'm saying is, uh, in Norway, for instance, we we have a party, political party, which is called Progress, Progress Party, and, and that's the most like right populistic party we have in the National Congress right now. And that's kind of uh, in a pose of all kinds of uh, public uh, affairs, they want a free free market and a free uh free everything and and very low taxes and and of course private schools private uh, healthcare, pri- private everything you know
0: yeah they want to be america
1: yeah exactly and um uh, and 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 what is really funny about this party is that they, they do have like maybe like 10 percent of the national congress and uh the waters of this party are the people with the lowest wages and the lowest educational level in the norwegian society of all the other parties the voters with the lowest uh, income the lowest educational uh, level votes for the guys who wants for free markets and free everything and that's that's kind of <laughs> proven uh, that's why I, I, I believe it's it's about they thinking it's someone else's fault rather than, <laughs> than that someone is rich is the problem you know?
2: Oh I, I, I agree entirely those, those tactics like those things are, are known. The, the donor class doesn't want us discussing, they, they only want us to think about taxes and how can we make them lower. But when it comes to like political platforms, the donor class really wants us to be talking about social issues, because social issues cost them nothing. They want mm-hmm. us to be divided and arguing about each other while they reach into our back pocket and then demand a, a, a tip up front.
0: Yeah, yeah. Political issues again. I come back to it again the problem. I'm just
2: saying. <laughs> well, so you, see, here's the thing when, when you, because you brought this up multiple times and I, what I want to say is I think that PC culture is, a, a, is maybe part of the problem in the sense that it's a red herring. People focus on it. And yeah. like the Dr. Seuss thing, because you had brought that up during a podcast too, these are things like PC culture is a republican term when 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 democrats came and said black should be equal women should be equal they turned it into this big thing on fox news and pc culture was born out of the mid 2000s and it was it was the catch-all condescending label that conservatives use to label people who wanted equal pay for women or, or black people to stop being shot on the street and it it was so well used at a, as a divisive mechanic. And now it's funny because the left will get blamed for PC culture as, as as if it's their construct. This goes back to the Affordable Care Act Obamacare label where Obamacare was essentially sold as being a, a faulty thing that'll never work because Obama dreamed it up. But red states still loved the Affordable Care Act because- it, it, was, it was meant to be divisive. That name, Obamacare, was was crafted, again, by, the, by Republicans to make a red herring for people to argue about. So that way, we couldn't stay focused on things like health care. So I agree it's part of the problem, but I don't think I, I see it the same way you do.
0: The Republicans are dangerously good at naming shit. Um... They
2: are excellent at forcing the message. They demand They are, they are what they are best at is defining the narrative and saying, this is how you guys are going to talk about things. And then then they take control of the room.
0: I don't know that we actually do see it that differently.
2: Maybe this... we don't. Maybe no, we don't. I, don't
0: think so. I think so. I think that's another
2: messaging issue. Uh, no, I think... Uh... I think I think that comes down, that also comes down to culture. It's like, I'm immersed in different things and I'm observing yeah. different things happen. And, and for you, I mean, you've told me many times, like... The the, the the resistance to PC culture is our are, are young people who are complaining about American things and trying to pretend like it's a problem in Norwegian society when it's not.
0: Oh god yeah we have so many people who like pick up news from Twitter and then apply it to
2: Norway it's ridiculous yeah and yeah. It, it can be frustrating because those are real issues but I also understand how it yeah, doesn't seem true. like a real issue
0: <laughs> yeah like yeah uh, uh, um... I'm talking to Hargo and I, by the way. Like, you remember last last year during the fucking, uh, like, uh, what's, what what did her name? Sion, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there were riots and there were kids, like, assaulting the police station. There was were, were literally a siege around the police station in Bergen. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. One year, yeah. yeah. I, I do
0: remember, yeah. That's ridiculous. And that was because of George Floyd. Like, what Norwegian cop had anything to do with that?
2: <laughs> right, and you're going to... You're going to make no inroads by blaming Norwegian cops for things. Yeah, right. I think We that, literally just talked, yeah. about like I, yeah, we literally talked about this. Like, We
0: literally talked about this. To anyone listening, we talked about this a week ago. But in reality, we literally talked
2: about it. it, it, it yeah, it was like 20 minutes before we did this one. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: but yeah, I, I think the PC culture I'm talking about isn't like women getting a, the right to vote. I don't see that as... PC, I think I see that as just fucking common sense. It's
2: advancing civil rights. <laughs> yeah, that's just it,
0: right? But the, the people I'm talking, the people I'm talking about when I talk about PC culture are the people who see, I'm having a problem wording myself right here, and I don't mean like I'm trying to not offend anyone. I don't I everyone knows I don't give a shit about that. I'm just trying to kind of come up with a message that actually reflects what I'm feeling. And Joe is coming up with
2: his own campaign slogan because he's going am, to be run, running for office.
0: Oh, shut the fuck up, Jeremy! You're messing with my brain.
2: <laughs> I think enough brain as it is without going you for prime
0: minister patterns. What are you doing, man? Uh, um, the people who basically create a problem where there is none, so that they can feel like they are a good person. I feel like that's, that, that might not be exactly on the money, but that's what I'm talking about, basically. Right? Like the kids that were, like, uh, sieging the fucking police station in Bergen. Like, we don't have that kind of problem with our police. I'm not saying our, our police aren't perfect. We have our own problems. Like, they, they, do, they do shit like they, uh, you know, they seize evidence uh, illegally, and it's not brought up in court. Right? They, they can use illegally seized evidence in court. That's an issue. Uh, but we don't have them like fucking slaughtering black people in the streets for the sake of it. Yeah. And those sieges were about sieges, a-, a siege. Let's not pretend it was a series of sieges. Uh, but that-, that one siege, even that's an exaggerated word. It wasn't really a siege. They didn't have a- I- I'm going to shut myself up. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's that's all- I, I get what you're saying. I understand. Yeah, I, I understand. The incident wrong. was based on something that wasn't real here. It was happening literally on the opposite side of the planet.
2: Right. And that, that and causes probably like, that messes with your brain. Cause then it's like, you get back on the internet, you see more complaints about the same stuff and you're like, well, this isn't an issue.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Stuff that is not a real issue. Stuff that, I mean, it's, it's, it's always worth having a conversation about it. Of course it is. Right. It's important shit. But the people who, who just want to feel good, they want to feel like a good person, so they start shaming others about stuff that really they have no business fucking talking
2: about. Even I'm uh, starting to see why you liked Britta so much in Community early on. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> a good example of, of what Joakim is talking about uh, in Norway is. Uh, um, uh, uh, yeah, you know, after George Floyd and BLM and everything, uh, this of course b- became a big discussion in Norway too and, and that's good and that's really good and, and we do have um, racist problems in Norway, absolutely, and and, and uh, it's really nice that we are um, uh, being more conscious about it and talking about it and trying to prevent it, that's really good uh, but uh, in, in one instance where it maybe went a bit too far was uh, when one of the national bro- broadcasters uh, took down one of the uh, one of the most um, popular TV shows because there was a white man which uh, were acting like a black man, like he had taken like black paint in his uh, in his uh, in his face. Just and that's that, that that was a comedy, and everyone in Norway has uh, re- uh, knows this comedy show, and and it's it's only it's nothing r- uh, racist about it. It's it, is, it has been. On television yeah. for like decades,
0: it was making fun of blackface, not actually using blackface. Exactly, exactly.
1: Right, exactly. But this broadcast uh, house, they they decided to take this show down because they meant it was not fit for 2020 and and the BLM discussion. So I, I think what Joakim is meaning is that maybe it's gone a little bit too far, and and it's it, you 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 should be able to make fun of things. Uh, without being um, called a racist or a, a harasser or whatever, you know?
2: Yeah. I, have two, I have two gut reactions to that because,
0: because I've never actually... really fucking seen, I've never really ever heard uh, black, brown, whatever the color that's not white, right? I've never heard a non-white person bitch about these issues either. And I surround myself with quite a lot of them. You know, well, I, the only people look, I were... ever bitch about this issue are like white people you say germans are british people in norway but you know
2: this this can i say that it's it and i don't know if this is the right thing to say <laughs> but uh at the risk of sounding ignorant how dare you guys co-opt our racism like <laughs> i mean
0: I know it's a it's a because cultural. okay so so black
2: <laughs> blackface like minstrel songs and cakewalks like those are the things that like we did during our Jim Crow era to to belittle and insult and and violently oppress blacks in our country and like a, a black person will absolutely a black man in America will absolutely take offense at blackface for good reason because it's yeah, symbolic yeah. of all that stuff but. For sure. sure. a TV show to be satirizing it in a way that everybody's in on the joke on their side as the audience in fucking Norway, no, nah. like that's that's if we're going to be insulted about that, that is an American insult. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <You know>?
1: yeah. <laughs> But this this wasn't like real blackface either. It was only like, if anything, it was making fun of blackface, like Joe Kim said. It's it it wasn't meant uh Bad in any way. It was just a joke about a gas station, <laughs> and and uh, <laughs> and um, fucking toll booths. Yeah, and uh, and uh, oh, yeah, I, I totally agree with, with what, what, what you were saying. But but I think that's what joking means when he is talking about political uh, political um, uh, correctness going too far in Norway. Yeah, that we are taking issues that that are being it's it's here but it's kind of been Americaized, if that's a word <laughs> I think maybe yeah. americanized yeah yeah and, and uh and making it an issue in norway mm. uh in a way greater uh, or bigger way than it probably would have been
2: yeah no i i it doesn't sound there's context for things and i think that's what what, what gets to me is that that context really does make a big difference because, you know, a, there's there's a difference between like I've heard, I, I I've had my aunt literally said to me one time I was at you know my stepdad's and they they're, they've got some Holocaust deniers on that side and that's whatever, but <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's not just whatever, Jeremy. But okay, move on.
2: I mean, there's nothing I can do about it, so it's it's definitely whatever for me because that's
0: yeah. At that point, you just have to.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Is it really six million? How can you count? You know that kind of crap. So anyway, point is, she was going on about uh, because we had just recorded a podcast where we had either discussed it during the podcast or after the podcast, and. you know, we were we were zooming, and and she had said something like, "Well, what's the difference between saying this and it was like some Italian slur and the N word?" And I was like, "Well, it's right there. You just said the N word, but you had no problem saying the other slur. Like, there's a difference. The fact that you you can't even say it as a comparison.
0: What was the slur, Guinea or something like that?
2: I don't remember. There was some. I don't know. I mean, honestly, like those those. You know, those, those people that are in their 70s that have been thrown around racial slurs all their lives, they're savants. They've got like a whole vocabulary. For them. <laughs> they,
0: they have a book.
2: <laughs> they do, and I, I don't have access to that glossary. I don't want to. Oh,
0: no. Uh, <laughs> it's <belongs> a <laughs> museum, and it should stay there.
2: Yeah, but if you're asking me about the difference between, between two words, and you're trying to normalize them both, but you refuse to say one of them, I think you know the answer.
0: And yeah, it's kind of clear.
2: And that, that kind of thing is unique. Every group of people around the world has their own stuff that, by context, is worse to hear, I think. You can't co-op like a bunch of American stuff, get offended by it, and expect people to understand why it's offensive when they didn't grow up in an environment that tells them why it's offensive. Yeah. Yeah. Although
0: even even in Norway we do we do we don't really use the word the, like the N word we don't like it, but oh, I think that's that's good. We, we are quite Americanized though like our media is basically your media, yeah,
2: yeah. It's amazing how many shows I ask you that you've seen and you have seen them. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm <almost>
0: proud. <laughs> the ones I haven't seen, like Community, suddenly I have seen because yeah. you mentioned because I because I told you to watch it. Yeah. I got ready access to them right there.
2: <laughs> oh man. What point were we going for?
0: Uh, probably some nonsense about political correctness. I don't know. We're, we're probably <laughs> we're probably spent today. <laughs> I'm,
2: I'm pretty brain dead.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Jeremy, how's the peeing? Do you need to pee?
2: Uh no, I went while you guys were talking. Oh, you clever. clever! I won't even tell you what part of the podcast it's at. So you just have to wonder. It's between now and whenever I said I had to go. I'm the one editing this, so I'll 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 I'll, I'll keep a lookout for when you
0: finally shut the hell up, now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now I don't know. Do you have anything more to say, Jeremy?
2: No, I I want to. You know, I, I'm interested in hearing. You know what what Halvard has to say, and just if he has any summation comments
1: yeah he was the next one i was going to ask <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, I, I i'm just uh i, I i'm happy to I, i'm so glad you invited me and, and and it's been a pleasure and um and yeah it's it's been really cool i haven't done anything like this before i haven't been in the podcast or anything so i, I was a little bit nervous but but it's been it's been good fun and i'm i'm, I'm really happy that i that i was uh, that you were so kind that you invited me yeah
2: it was really good really fun. Absolutely, come back anytime i mean we I apologize for the lack of structure, but I had a great time talking to you. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, likewise, I, I really enjoyed it. It was really good. <laughs> it was a fun time. Awesome. Okay. Well, uh, let me just
0: give me a second. Give me many seconds. Come on, people. Be kind to me. Play so Play this has, too. this has been Moot. Please follow us on Twitter at The Moot Podcast and visit us at The Moot Subreddit. Take care, guys.
2: Have a good one.